Hello there and welcome to the CWIB podcast show. If you haven't already heard, we've launched our very own CWIB free app, full to the brim with information, encouragement and godly support for you and your business. To download the app, head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play and search Christian Women in Business or head over to the show notes for the direct link. Don't forget, if you love the app, please give us a review. Keep being awesome. Hey, 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 and welcome to this episode of the Christian Women in Business podcast show. We are up to podcast 89. I can't believe it. We're nearly 100. Praise Jesus for that. So what's coming up in Christian Women in Business? This week, issue four of the CWIB magazine is out. So if you're already subscribed, then check out your inbox sometime this week. The magazine will be heading your way. And if you aren't subscribed, you can subscribe now either through our app. So if you've downloaded the app, just hit up magazine and subscribe. And or you can subscribe to the website and it will be sent directly to your inbox. I am absolutely in love with this issue of the magazine. I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I don't want to spoil it. But it is full of godly goodness to help support you in your business. Now, today we have on the show a lovely lady. She has been a lifelong entrepreneur, starting her own business at the age of 16. She has gone through the ups and downs and changing market landscape and all seasons of living the entrepreneur lifestyle. This beautiful lady now works with other Christian women, coaching them on a path to reach their goals of keeping God first, family second and building a business to support their priorities, dreams and the calling that God has for them. Welcome to the show, Laurie Nordstrom. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. Now did I pronounce your last name right? You did. You so did. Laurie Nordstrom, yes. In the US, I always say Nordstrom, just like the store, because we have a huge department store named Nordstrom's. I I am not related. (laughs) (laughs) Do they sell guns? Do they sell guns? Yeah. No. When you said, I am not related. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do they sell? <laughs> oh no, I wish I was related. Believe me. Um, but no, it's a, it's a department store with mostly clothing, Okay. but very, very high end. So nice. yeah. Nice. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's lovely to have you on today. Now you've had quite an interesting journey through the entrepreneur businessy Uh, life and where God's kind of started you to where you are today so I know I'm looking forward to hearing it uh, and our listeners are too so can you take us through the story of how you kind of started in business at the age of 16 and have kind of come through to where you are today yeah I'm taking a deep breath here (laughs) (laughs) Um, I did start very young. I actually started at 14 to getting my hours in for my hair license for, to cut hair. And so you, you could not at the time, you couldn't take your boards, your certification until you turned 16. And I had all of my hours in before turning 16. And so as soon as I turned 16, it was, it was literally the weekend of pretty much a day later that I went and took my certification. I became certified. I already had a quote unquote job lined up. But at the time it was renting a space to go in and have a chair at a hair salon. And, and so I really did have my own business starting then, even though it was in a, in a location that I was renting from, 
and a salon that was there, I still had to go out and get my own business and build my business. So I did that for a couple of years. And then at 18, I opened up my own hair salon and did that for about 10 years. And after that time, I started getting the photography bug. I was photographing my kids and uh, just doing a lot of a lot of images. I was taking them out every month and photographing them and hanging those portraits in my hair salon. And one thing led to another, and people started asking me, "Who did those photos? And how can you know, will you photograph my kids? And we photograph my family." And that love turned into there came a day when my husband at the time. Uh, but my husband got a job offer in Iowa. I was in Texas at the time and we got a job offer in Iowa. And at that time when we moved, I just basically said, I'm a photographer now. I left the hair business behind and, you know, here's my new thing. And I loved moving and I loved moving and being able to create and be whoever I wanted to be with that move. And with that move, I said, I'm a professional photographer. And so diving into that industry, I was a photographer for, and still am, but over 20 years now, which is crazy. That's crazy. But <laughs> yeah, very early on in my photography career, I had the opportunity to start speaking and teaching in the industry. And that led to coaching. And I was a, always a diehard business person. I never was this person who said, Oh, I'm in love with photography. This is my passion and I have to create a business. I was always, what's the next business opportunity for me? And I happened to have a camera. So it was a little bit backwards for me at the time, but it was a huge blessing in the end because I was able to use that gift as a business owner first to be able to teach other creatives how to run their business. Because typically when somebody has a passion and something that they love that's in the creative space, they don't love putting the business hat on. <laughs> and so a lot of times, you know, especially I've seen this so much with photographers, but in most creative industries, you, you start with this thing that you love and you've got this passion about that you can create or, or do or serve in a certain way. And getting a couple years into it, all of a sudden it's not so exciting anymore. And we start getting burned out because we're not profitable and we're not running a business. And then that leads us to a place of saying, I mean, am I going to quit and make this a fun hobby again, or am I going to go get a job? And typically after you've done a business for any amount of time on your own, it's the thought of having a job again, just kind of sucks your soul out. <laughs> and so, you know, and that's, and that's what I realized with, with photographers. And as I was able to speak and educate, that's kind of where my mission became it, to be this person who I can walk in and say, I want you to be profitable and be successful, put that business hat on and create this business that will serve and support the life that you have imagined. And so living that best blessed life is kind of my, my mission and, and where I am now with, with coaching and uh, speaking and educating. So I love it. That's what I love to do. And I do still pick up my camera and uh, do some photography and have that business. But my main business and what I love is in the coaching space. Yeah, that's awesome. And so that is Simply Blessed Life. Simply yeah, we, Life. We just, we just rebranded to kind of move away from the photographer space, even though that's still my main attraction. But uh, it's Simply Blessed Life. And that was, uh, you know, we just talked about you being given your website and it's there and how is creative or Christian women in business available, right? 
And that was kind of how it was for me, you know, like, what is, what's the mission here behind what I want to be doing? And what I want to be doing is allowing creative women in business to create their best blessed life. And so um, when Simply Blessed Life became available, I was like, yep, that's for me. So it all kind of came together around that thought process of living a Simply Blessed Life. That's awesome. So for someone who's thinking about kind of, let's tap into photography maybe, because even though you're going away from that, like you, you can see by your voice that it all, you've been there, you've done that, you know how it works. So what are your top five tips for someone who's thinking about starting in that industry? Top five tips. Well, I can probably tell you better from maybe my top five mistakes that I made in the beginning. Whichever you want to say. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's, it's mistakes that most creatives make as they're entering the space of being in business. Right. So, um, you know, and the first thing is, I mean, we have to plan to plan. And that's one of the things that's, it's super hard. And even if somebody can get excited about planning in the beginning, it's something that's really hard to take the time away from your creative passion to put the business hat on and create a plan. And so I always say that first, like if you're, you know, we have all heard it. If you don't, if you fail to plan, you fail or you plan, plan to, to fail. fail. Right? Yeah. And so I guess, you know, as far as if we're, if we're numbering this out, that would be number one. Number two would be, I think all creatives, photographers or not, we are tempted to give the farm away. And what that means is that we love what we do so much that first of all, we're willing to do it for free. But when we first start in any business endeavor, we aren't confident in our value and what, you know, how we show up. And so I think a lot of times, especially, I mean, I see this over and over and over with photographers, we do, like we have this thing that we love, but we're out there and we're not sure how to price or there's so much competition for what we do. And if everybody else is charging a certain amount, I guess I should charge that too. And so that's always kind of a, a downfall. And I made that same mistake when I jumped into the industry, I was not charging appropriately. And back in the day, I was, I was so busy that I got to a point where I was like, whoa, I got, I need to raise prices just so that I can, you know, kind of reshift where my time is spent and how I can, you know, if we're, if we're charged, if we're charging appropriately, then we get to show up in bigger and better ways and serve in a bigger and better way to the clients that we take care of. And if we're not charging appropriately, typically we're not reaching our favorite people. So it's not our perfect client. And that leads to a place of where we're, you know, we're just disappointed with each and every person that we work with, or we've got complainers, or we have people that don't really value what we do because we aren't charging that value. And then we end up in a place of burnout and I hate what I'm doing right now. And do I need to just switch directions? So not charging appropriately, giving away the farm, I would say that's number two. I love that. Don't give away your farm. I've never heard it put in that context before. I really like it. That's probably more of an American saying, I would suppose. (laughs) But, you know, another thing is I know this was another thing for me that in the beginning, I was very eager to have a brick and mortar. So super eager to have a studio space. I just thought this is what's going to make me legit. And I did spend the first few years of being a photographer, working on location and going to people's homes. And I just really thought if I can just have those four walls, that's going to make me a legit business owner and 
you know, and I, I think that's, that's something that a lot of people struggle with as they're starting their business that I want to have those four walls and I want to have the brick and mortar. So, you know, so that was another thing. And I learned super quickly. That's not what makes you a good business person. It yeah. is, it is the plan. It's the systems, it's the, the pricing, the structure. So, you know, so that's another thing that I would just encourage people to really look at. And one of the things that I always encourage business owners to do, if you do feel like that's where you're headed, which I'm not saying that's wrong at all. It's served me well over the years, but make sure that you have really planned for it. And I always recommend that people have at least six months of all their expenses in the bank. And so what that looks like is it's not just your, your rent and your electric and, uh, you know, even internet, some of the things that you think of automatically, but it's things like cleaning and trash pickup. And, you know, there's just so many other things that are involved and having another space outside of your home. And so adding all those expenses together and having that put away before you jump into that responsibility is a huge game changer because it, you know, the, the statement that says, if you build it, they will come <laughs> is not so true when you're looking at a, a creative business moving into a, that kind of overhead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another thing. And then another thing that I would say would be, if we're, if we're going for number four here. Yeah, you are be, for number four. You are on track. Yeah, <laughs> would, would be hiring people with no job descriptions. And that is a place that I came into very early on that I was busy and I just kind of threw my hands in the air and said, I just need help. And I started hiring people to just help me without really knowing what they were supposed to be doing. And what happened from that was I had a group of people that were working with me, if you want to call it that, but you know, and they were all having a great time. They loved coming to the work to work and they loved hanging out, but there was nothing getting done. I was yeah. still doing all the things and I was working myself into the ground, you know? So I would say that too, to have really clear job descriptions and to also know that you don't have to hire someone full time as your first team member. Absolutely. You can hire somebody. Yeah. You can contract things out. You can outsource. I know with your automation girl business, you know, that's a, that's a huge component. If you can key into a few things that can be outsourced that you don't really need to be doing and you can put on autopilot, that's huge for your business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that would be number four. I'm trying to think of what number five would be, <laughs> but those are definitely some big keys. I would say as things that I probably did wrong and things to really consider before starting your business. And then uh, the other things I, I, you know, if I have to say a step five are the, you know, just a checklist of legalities. And so wherever you are, there's going to be certain things that when it move, when you move into starting a business, you need to do and take care of like registering a business name and making sure you're set up to pay your taxes properly and have accounting in place, you know, and there are things that are not sexy to talk about, yeah. <laughs> but, but they're very important. <laughs> so important. We have to have those thing, things in aligned. And we actually have on the simplyblessed.life website, we've got a biz booster checklist and that is for any creative in business. And then we've got a little additional bonus there for photographers, but for any creative in business, you know, what kind of like a, a little checklist to go through to make sure you've got all your ducks in a row to make sure that you're looking at all those things that you do need to get set up before you get into gear. That's awesome. So just to recap on all those amazing points you just said, 
So you have to plan to plan. Make sure you pop in time, no matter where you're at in your business, to plan for the future. Don't be tempted to give the farm away, which I just love that saying. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's there, it's in my heart. Don't think you need a brick and mortar business to have a business. It's perfectly okay to work from home. If you do decide to move into brick and mortar, make sure you have six months put aside for all expenses, including a buffer for those things you don't think about, like council rates of paying for bins to be picked up. Uh, number four, don't hire people without job descriptions. So know what you need them to do and give them boundaries around that. And then number five was checklists of legalities, making sure you're doing the not so fun branding stuff, like registering your business name, making sure you're set up with your taxes and accounting and all that kind of stuff. So thank you so much for sharing all of that amazing tips. And I know I've learned something um, and you've tickled my heart with that. So how do you incorporate God into your business? How is it that you do that? Well, it's, I mean, this is such an interesting question for me because I grew up in, I was a pastor's daughter and my daddy was a Southern Baptist preacher. I grew up in Waco, Texas in the <laughs> U.S. of A. And, um, you know, I grew up in a, in a very, in a Christian home and with beautiful principles. My parents are still together and in love today. But by the time I was out of the house and I was out of the house early, obviously I had my business at 16. I opened up my own place at 18. I started having babies early and, you know, and had started a life. And I really, even though I loved God and I knew God, we know that that is not enough, you know? And, you know, the Bible tells us that even, even Satan knows God. So that's a really scary thought when you start thinking about it, that is not enough. Yeah. But I lived through my my late teens, my early 20s, even into my 30s. I mean, I had moments where I was, oh, I got to get back on the right path. But I, the, the real truth of it is my moments of I got to get back on the right path were moments where things weren't going so well. Yeah. And when things were going well, I was pretty sure I could do things by myself. Yeah. And not too long ago in 2016, so a couple of years ago, Everything in my life changed. And in 2016, all three of my kids were finally, not finally, because I missed them being at home, but all three of my kids were out of the house. I had, I sold my studio location, my home. I moved to another location uh, out of, out of town, about 30 minutes away into the middle of nowhere. And um, just, I mean, all these things changed it, changed. I also decided to rebrand my coaching business away from photography specific into creatives. I mean, one thing after another, everything changed. The huge changes. Huge changes. And yeah. what happened for me during that time is in making the changes, I, I was happy about them, but you know, they were all compounded together. And when I moved out of town and into onto a farm and in the middle of nowhere, you know, and it is Iowa. That's normal for people who know the United States. I'm in Iowa. I'm on a farm. No big deal. But, you know, just everything changed all at once. And I experienced some, um, and I don't even want, want to call it depression, although it was probably close to that. Hmm. I experienced a, a point in my life where I'm just like, what is freaking next for me? Yeah. And it was a time that, uh, you know, I, I did rebrand and in the rebranding, I was excited, but then all of a sudden I had rebranded and I'm like, I'm starting over here. And yeah. It was a, it was a season where God 
clearly was saying to me, guess what? Without me, you can do nothing. You are not capable, but with me, you can do anything. And if you believe and trust and hang on to that, I will take you places. And it was, I mean, I, I did go through a season. It wasn't short and quick. I didn't hear this message yesterday. You know, yeah. it took me. It's it, all a journey, baby. All a journey. Oh, so, so much a journey. And he took me through a season of doubting myself. And, you know, the, the girl who has been in business for herself since 16, and I've done all these things and I've been on platforms internationally and, you know, and I had you know, all these wonderful things, but I, I went through a real season of, just my confidence was shot and I, I just didn't know what was next and just not believing in myself. And, you know, now, thankfully on the other side of that, I, I mean, I can see so clearly the message that I needed desperately. And that was that message that I just, I don't get to do anything. Not only am I not equipped, but I'm, I don't get to, I don't get to do anything without Christ. Yeah. And, and with him, I can do all things. And so that was just such a beautiful, uh, you know, a beautiful message to go through. And, and of course, on the other side of the things that we go through, we can see the beauty. Of course, in the middle of it, I'm like, why is this happening? (laughs) But, But it was beautiful and I'm so thankful for it. And so, yeah. That's awesome. That was a long answer to that. (laughs) No, it was a perfect answer and it was very real. And I know that so many of our listeners um, will relate to that. So never feel like it's too long. So what is your Bible verse for this season and why? Well, and this, this kind of ties back into Simply Blessed Life and why I even landed that on on that is I rebranded. And one of the things that I've always believed is that we can do all the planning for our business that we want to do, but, and I learned this the hard way, but planning for our business and living in our business and everything else falling second is just leading to destruction. And so my belief is that we have to plan for our priorities and our values and what is important and putting God first in our lives. And then we get to build a business to support those things. And so that's where this idea of, of being so grateful and the simplicity of life and for the simple things and being grateful and being simply blessed. I mean, this, the whole concept around that is why Simply Blessed at Life was born. But the verse that was given to me during this time is, it's John 1 16. And it says, from the fullness of his grace, we have received, we have all received one blessing after another. And I think the biggest thing to me around that is sometimes we read this verse and we get caught up on, we've all received one blessing after another. We should be so thankful. We should be so blessed. And yes, that's true. But the first part of the verse says from the fullness of his grace and his grace is why we get to live in our purpose and why we get to be blessed. And so that's why that means so much to me is and is really accepting God's grace. And in those years that I was, you know, what, if you want to call it backsliding, or if you want to call it not living in my purpose or whatever you want to call it. And all those years, I know that I beat myself up a lot. I had a lot of this, I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. And, you know, to, to, to step into God's grace. And the beautiful thing is that 
I mean, God had grace for some of the most ugly people in the Bible. And those stories are so beautiful for us as sinners. And the Bible says we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And when I, when I read words like that, that we all have sinned and fallen short, that gives me hope. And it gives me the, you know, the, the courage, I guess, to step into God's grace and what that means for me. Yeah, that's beautiful and very powerful. And I totally get what you mean about the first section out of the fullness that we have all received grace. Like it is that, that, you know, that ever ending beautifulness that it's all because of grace. And yes, it's we don't gift. deserve it. <laughs> yeah, it's and we gift. don't have to, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's a choice and it's for free. And um, it's just so beautiful. I love that. So if our listeners wanted to find you, where's the best places to go? So you've got simplyblessed.life, which is your website. Yeah. And I'm Lori Nordstrom on all things social media. So Instagram and Facebook, and there is a, a simplyblessed.life um, just small little group on, on Facebook. So we've got that going too, but, uh, you know, the website really is probably the, the best place and to jump in and grab that business biz booster checklist. So yeah. And thanks for letting me share that with your, with your friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with our sisters. That's cool. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview, uh, interview you. And I've also, uh, before this podcast, Uh, Laurie interviewed me so if you want to go and check out her podcast as well um, which will be launching very soon I believe so yeah there's a beautiful podcast coming out um, to encourage you in your walk in business and um, you want to touch on the women that are kind of just at that breaking point of you want to kind of get into that making profit, but you're almost about to give up. So let's encourage you in that. So if you feel like you're in that stage of your life and you just need the extra kind of kick and encouragement, look out for that podcast because it's going to really, really encourage you. And not forgetting that this week we have launched issue four of the Christian Women in Business magazine. So if you want to get your hands in that, sign up through the app or through the website and we'd love to show you all that goodness. Thanks again uh, for coming on the show, Laurie. Thank you. Thanks so much. I'm so glad to have this time with you. You're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show and we'll catch you next time. Hello there and welcome to the CWIB podcast show. If you haven't already heard, we've launched our very own CWIB free app Full to the brim with information, encouragement, and godly support for you and your business. To download the app, head over to the Apple App Store or Google Play and search Christian Women in Business. Or head over to the show notes for the direct link. Don't forget, if you love the app, please give us a review. Keep being awesome.